Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Strong Stylish. We are on episode 18 today, and today I'm joined by Scotty. How you doing, Scott? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Woke up a little froggy this morning, but I was pretty jazzed to get this one going, so a lot of excitement in there. It was a big night that we're going to cover. Yeah, yeah, it sure was. It's, uh, this will be my first time talking about it out of the couple times I will, so I'm happy to uh, jump in. Thank you so much for coming on. It's uh, To let you guys know, we're going to be talking about the five-star final that took place on October 1st, which was Saturday for us, or Friday for us, uh, Saturday for them. It was a, a lot of things were going on. You know, people were mathematically eliminated for the show. Starlight Kid, unfortunately, was because she lost every single tiebreaker that she had. We also have a few other topics we're going to cover at the end of the uh, after the the five star final. But let's get right into it. Um, so, my first watch of this, right? I this match didn't come up. It went straight to uh, Poimina. So Sai Ida versus Mirai. Yeah, the um, this match was uh, really solid for, I think, in terms of expectations and what you'd go into this because, right, there's no, there's no stake involved for these two. They don't have anything to fight for. Mirai, with the win, does ultimately end up second place, which is kind of crazy because I think she's been out of it for so long in some ways, but... Uh, these two have had now two good singles matches, one at Stardom World Climax and one here. So I enjoy their chemistry. It is. It is very good. They're both, they're both powerhouses, but in very different ways. Yeah. I yeah, think, like, Ida is obviously just incredibly strong, but Mirai is, like, sneaky athletic. Because though I was watching her run the ropes during this match, and the way she, the way she does it is, like, it's so precise, the way she does it. Yeah, she's got some incredible speed when she hits those ropes. I mean, it's it's very noticeable um, because she just gets so much momentum, and then when she ultimately hits her opponent, it, it you can feel it. Yeah, she's able to get those long strides. Yeah, uh, like you said, uh, Mariah walking away with the win here. Um, you kind of kind of feel bad for Saeed in a way because you know she you know. Going down with the injury at the time she did, she had just beat uh, Kamatani and Micah in the three-way to win the future belt. Then she went down, and you know while she was out of action, the her fellow members of the Golden Generation were still going, and they all seemingly passed her up. You know the the constant comparisons to Kamatani eating away at her, but I think she would benefit greatly from like an off-brand high-speed championship run, or like she, it's her own style of high speed that she's doing. Or like an artist reign, I think would benefit her greatly right now. Yeah, I think for her, it's you gotta you would you do have to appreciate who she beat, right? Like yeah. she did beat Hizuki. She did yeah. beat Mama Watanabe. So it's not like like she she didn't win a lot, but when she did, she got big wins. Um and I think the spots that they're putting her in, they do believe in her. Mm -hmm. And it's more so a matter of when, in terms of when she gets a few more opportunities. I don't think she'll be rising up the card all that much because they just are so filled with talent. But I think she can make a good third in an artist attempt or 
anything like that. Um, I'm interested to see how far she can go um, because there's still clearly potential there. Yeah. So uh, the second match on the card was, uh, well, the opener for the main card was Natsukoi versus Mina Shirakawa. I think this is the right way to open it. Kind of yes, like, so for, go ahead, sorry. So for me, with this, th these matches are very interesting. These Mina matches, because Mina is someone who I am not as high on as some people, but I do admit that her five star is often her best work. Um, you know, the match with Saya Kamatani, of course, was probably the best singles match of her career. Um, and then this one here, they, they kind of tried to go down the storytelling road, and the best compliment I can give is that I thought Natsupoi sold everything that Mina had um, perfectly in that she made, she made Mina feel like a much more serious threat than she usually feels like, and I think that goes a long way, seeing that Mina is on her way to a title match. Um, so Natsupoi, I thought, made her look great, you know, with that, with the few dragon screws and the overall ability to show the pain and the suffering that Mina put on her. Uh, it worked out. It worked out, and uh, I think the match ultimately achieved a lot. It did. I think one one really good thing that Mina has done, instead of trying to like completely reinvent her offense, she took what she already did and polished it all up. Yeah, which I thought was most important for her. She shouldn't be adding a lot of new stuff because in the end, like she needs to polish some of her moves and that definitely showcased in this whole tournament. Like she hit she hit a lot of things that she used to try to hit a lot mm -hmm. cleaner and it paid off in like, terms of just my overall entertainment. Mm -hmm. Like that her Enzigari she hit was like right on the button. Right, exactly. Yeah, that looked that looked great. Voice holder like death. It was the little things like that. What a great opponent for her to show out like that. But yeah, uh, she wins with the figure four, a move that rarely gets tapped out to. So it was really good. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the part of this match I did like that they really, really emphasized the leg work, and mm -hmm. that's really why I thought Poi sold it so well. Is she that did. she made that seem like a devastating move. So. It'll be interesting to see uh, if Mina starts winning with this more and more moving forward. I think so. Also, Mirai, too, winning with a submission victory, too. Yep, yep. I think um, I think Mirai is an interesting case in a lot of ways when it comes to her submissions because I think her, you know, uh, Kimura, which I think she calls the Miramare, is... An interesting move because she kind of can get it out of nowhere. But yeah, two submission matches right off the bat. Very interesting to me. It is. It is you know, she's opening up her uh, pass to victory. Yeah, and anyone who can create multiple ways to win, um, they always benefit. So cool with this. Yeah, and then next up we have big match, actually. Uh, Momo Watanabe versus Hazuki. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was excellent. Um, I mean, if you follow me, you know how much I love these two, so it wasn't really shocking that I enjoyed this. Um, I thought the Oedo tie 
involvement was actually uh, used to perfection in the case that they didn't get involved until it came down to the very end, which this is this is a match I really wish I was able to watch live. I watched everything else live after this. I just uh, took a nap and woke up late. Um, but I really wish I watched this live because of the, uh, you know, Hazuki hitting that brain buster and, you know, Momo looking like she was down and out. You, you got the visual that Hazuki was essentially going to win the Blue Stars block. But, of course, Oedo Tai did not let that happen, and I think that goes a long way. It did go a long way. And, you know, Momo continuing her winning streak, she uh, threw her around a little bit at the end. Like, her release on her half-and-halves were quite vicious. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Momo, Momo I think, has just figured out um, her perfect role in this company as like this heel who's just devastating i I don't think she's ever been better um and and you're feeling that confidence more and more in each of her matches because mm-hmm. even in her queen's quest days she was still like this but she didn't really get to show it that much that nasty side except when yeah, her, but... her white belt reign she kind of showed it a little bit more right her nasty side's her best side so it's like the more she gets to show that, the better. Awesome. So next up, we had Tai Kamatani versus Ami Sode. A little bit of a um, lackluster match. I, you can definitely tell they were holding back. They didn't want to give too much of this match away right here. Oh, yeah. This was the most upsetting match on the show, I thought. Um, not even Nothing else even comes close for me. Uh, Especially just because you, you've come to a level where you expect a lot out of Saya. And the fact that she had one of the, if not the worst matches on the show, kind of gives you an idea of, I guess, the chemistry or not so much chemistry that they had. I think they're saving it for like another show because I know they have big hopes for Ami. I don't yeah, think I mean, they wanted to give this one out like that. It's an interesting thing to play here because, like, Ami's obviously going to win the future belt. So mm-hmm. it's like, you're not really going to give the future champion a wonder stardom title match, but they could. Um, they just didn't seem to click. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm not saying they'll never be able to click. I'm sure they will. But for now, it's like, eh. Yeah. Because, like, my, my biggest fear for this match is, like, I didn't want them to rehash Saya versus um, Himika. I was like, don't just reskin that and do it over again. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think Ami's that is as good as Hameka, so it's gonna it would have been no. hard. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it's gonna be a match. It's the most forgettable match on this card. I think that's my best way to explain it. Definitely. And then we had you know, Mayu Watani taking on Starlight Kid. You know, uh, second time they've wrestled since Starlight Kid joined Oedotai. Yeah, so this um I've been going I've going I've been going back and forth. Um I rewatched this and rewatched the final. Um and uh there's no match that I took away more from than actually this one. Um which is shocking because it's a card that involves Julia versus you know Suzu Suzuki for the first time, a match that we were all waiting for, involved that final, which was, you know, just incredible involved so many matches but this one this was the one i walked away from the most and just with the most uh 
I remembered it the most. I probably cared about it the most. And I just think these two and their ability to continue telling the story is unmatched. Um, I think it's the most interesting thing in stardom right now. And I think that is something everyone should be paying attention to because even if they don't uh, go head to head for a year, they don't interact for a year, they don't do a lot for a year. They, the moment they step back in the ring together, it's just instant magic for me as a fan. Um, and they showed it here again, just all class. It is definitely, it, it was very much a different encounter than the first time. Starlight, Starlight Kid had way more of a fighting chance. She's, she could see how much she'd grown since, since leaving, uh, stars. Yeah. I mean, th- that, that was a lot of the quality in this match is that kid just felt like not only did she have a chance, but that she could win and, and she looked like she was going to win it sometimes, but ultimately she just still didn't have enough to beat the one person she wants to beat the one person she wants to get to a level two of. And I think that is as good a story as you can have in stardom. I don't, you know, Julia's story of getting to the top has been fantastic. Uh, but the story of just the evolve, the uh, Starly Kid and her development as a wrestler, as a character, it's been uh, just so interesting to watch because she is she has risen to the top of the card. Even if she hasn't beaten Mayu yet, she's risen to the top of the card in every fashion. Yeah, and I think... During this five star, she got kind of that monkey off her back, where she, you know, she couldn't win single big singles matches, but she's got a few big victories in this tournament. Yeah, for sure. I mean, with her, it's like you know she's going to be great no matter what, but seeing her get big wins and and fight even against her biggest rivals, and you know, she may not have beat Julia, she may not have beat Mayu, but she was in the fight and. Yeah. Again, I can't stress how far that will go for her. Yeah, those those Julia matches are always absolute battles. But one thing I do appreciate with Mayu and SLK is that anytime they face off like this, Mayu never coddles her, even though like they were so close at one time. Yeah, it's a case of when you're watching it, they just kind of they they fully understand the story and Mayu is watching someone who she's want who she wants to, you know, take over stars and mm-hmm. be the future of her group. She's watching her grow from the outside uh the outside now. And it's like the moment that they do come back together will be special, but until then, you know, I'll enjoy I'll enjoy the little moments like this. Yeah. It's a little bit different than what uh, EO and Momo went through, but you know, we're on the same path here. Yeah, I mean, th- this is a story, this is a very natural story that you don't rush. No, it's gonna take a long time, it might even take a couple more years. Yeah, yeah, but next up, we have the match I'm pretty sure everybody was waiting for Julia versus Suzu Suzuki. 
Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about emotion, they 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 look across the ring from each other with tears in their eyes, and mm-hmm. then what follows is 15 minutes of just uh, top tier action that leaves you still wanting more in the end, and not in a bad way, but in a way that they did so well in capturing, you know, nine months, ten months of anticipation, and they still have so much more to give, which is a credit to them as wrestlers, a credit to stardom for booking it the way they have. And yeah, I mean, Julia moving on, not via winning, but via a draw is uh, important because her not being Suzu should go a long way. Yeah, definitely. It shouldn't end here. They That 15 minutes for them wasn't enough. Right. Yeah, yeah, they need they need something bigger. Feels like a future title match. Definitely. Um, and it should be great whenever that does happen. You know, if Suzu eventually does sign, I it's hard not to be like, yeah, she she'll have that belt one one of these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if Suzu signs, it feels like she will have all the belts by the end of her run. Yeah. So it's just a matter of what it feels like. I think she'll still do her uh, prominence run. I, she's, they said a year, so we'll see what they do after that. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna await the slow build, but uh, you know the fact that she got announced for a match today, even if it's not a big one, um, means she's not going anywhere. It's just a matter of where she fits in the schedule she has booked for herself outside of stardom because she just did devote a lot of time to them mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see she is taking on maria on the 16th i believe yeah i don't know what the show is but i yeah. do know that they are wrestling i believe it's like a big kind of like a produce show in a way like it's a bunch of freelancers yeah yeah i mean hopefully there's somehow we could see it, but I will not get my hopes up. Hopefully. We're still searching for her versus uh Tomoka. Yeah. Yeah, be, yeah. Be. So yeah, I wrote down uh much like the promotion of war, that's what we got here. Wrestling and romance. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, the way she backed her down after she was slapping. It was most it looked like Julia was trying to hug her, but it just wasn't happening. No, I think the way that they embraced was good. You mm-hmm. know, they Julia kind of forced the hug in. Like, it was kind of just like Suzu being able to just realize the moment. Um, they didn't have to fully embrace because I still think yeah. they have more to tell. But it was, it, everything worked. Yeah, we'll get to it a little bit more later. But uh, the way Julia was. Uh, especially Julia, like at the end of the match, it, she rarely shows emotion like that. So to, for her to show that means that quite possibly this match meant more to her, more to her than actually, you know, making it to the finals. Yeah, I think I think that was the case too. And again, interesting story for them to continue on with. That that was a big key takeaway of the show is that they advanced a lot of stories. Some stories ended. But they advance so many stories that they are, you know, they're set for a while now. Yeah. And then next up, uh, rough spot to be in, but Unagi versus Momo, which, you know, nowhere else you can put this on the card. Yeah. I mean, when you're doing block, following block, it's 
really tough. Um, but I thought they had a fine match. I think that there isn't <laughs> there wasn't too much high expectations, and I thought they lived up to the expectation that I had, if not just went a little above. Um, it, it's a tough spot, but someone's got to do it. Very commendable effort, uh, especially from both of them who started their wrestling careers very later in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Kogo got a lot of torque on her six one nine tornado DDT. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very interesting move. Like you don't really see like okay, you know, you normally just see it running out of the corner or like a kind of like a bulldog style, but she just said, "Fuck it, <laughs> I'm gonna spin." Yeah, yeah, she's she's trying to be creative with all the things she does, and I think that's always really cool. Um, yeah. Some things hit, some things miss, but I appreciate the attempt. Same thing here. She definitely does have a lot of that lucha influence in her. Yeah, I mean, her time in CMLL definitely has paid off, um, and she seems to be really molding it all now, and it's just, I think it's a matter of time before she has a even more interesting moveset. She seems to be, you know, adding new things, making them better, and add something else. And I think that's a good way to go. Uh, yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Saki Kashima versus Azumi. This is not what I expected, but it's exactly what it needed to be. Oh, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't have booked this any other way. Yeah. I legitimately think this was uh, perfectly booked. It was a perfectly executed ex- perfectly executed match um i know i know you know azumi fans are probably not you know jumping for joy that she her her tournament ended so quickly yeah. so fast but this is how you do it and i think uh i think the the ability to make things like this happen is why stardom is so interesting like you enter the final night of tournament, someone's in contention, and then within 45 seconds, they're done. Um, I think that is just fantastic. Yeah. I think they did a good job of planning this out with, like, the final opponents for the next, for Azumi and Utami, which both of them are very well known for sneaking out wins like that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, new gear for Azumi, though. Yeah, so the new gear is interesting. Um, not that we got to really yeah. work all that much, but uh, I like the the long boys aspect of it. You know, that's exactly pants, like, that's exactly what I wrote down. Like the connection, I thought those were. I thought that was the really cool addition. I'm gonna have to get used to the green with purple and gold. I think that's like, yeah, odd looking, but I think I could start to like it. I just have to get used to it because it's like lime green. It's not even like. Yeah, I don't know. I just was not ready for the green, but the green kind of feels like it's like I don't know ooze or something. So it's I'll get I'll get into it. I like the overall look of it though. I love the long voice part. I love that too because like a lot of the Queen's Crest members, like when they get new gear, they you know they take away more fabric than they put back on. But I think long boys work really well for her. I, the overall design, I'm pretty sure, is based on Evangelion still. I think she's still rocking that Ava 1 look. The, every time she changes her gear, it gets closer and closer to like the full kit. Yeah, I mean, I think she has 
among the best gear um no matter what and i do like the evolution of it I, and again i can't stress enough how like how the long boys aspects a great ad because it just looks flashy with the shiny gold um yeah i mean new gear tough tough night though tough night for the new gear tough night and on her birthday too yeah it was, it was, a, tough <laughs> it was a tough day <laughs> but she got to celebrate her birthday so the little, the little good things um next up oh yeah this is this is exactly like to get the crowd's heart rate going right uh to pump them up for the next match because the next one had very much high stakes as well so koguma i'm not gonna lie to you i was gonna say i need to <laughs> i don't remember off the top of my head what was next. it was koguma versus utami oh yeah yeah koguma decided to try uh which was nice um <laughs> new gear for her too I, I believe yeah new gear i thought the gear looked great as well um better than her you know usual house show gear um she pulled out the, the finish of this match is all I, yeah the finish of this match is all i remember and that's really all that matters definitely the bt bomb into the yoshi tonic was uh beautiful it was it was that was gorgeous it was perfectly executed probably the cleanest way you'll see the bt bomb uh reversed ever so yeah i i loved that um they were tossing each other germans wish koguma wrestled like this the whole term and koga's hit or miss sometimes is i think she tries to play into the high speed a little too much at times she, play, she plays into the comedy even more which yeah. i mean the can go it, it's fine i just if the match doesn't need that yeah. then let's just avoid it yeah like look at the acclaim like they were comedy guys for how long now look at them right right and i think koguma has shown more times than not that she can be serious at any time so it's like all right just do that but she got 12 points 12 points 14 points i think so in the end i guess she was right doing what doing doing it how she wanted but yeah i would have preferred some more uh competitive matches out of her and then uh a mass figure comes out at the end of this match oh uh, yeah this kind of like the moment i saw this i was like uh i think i know who this is but i'm not sure because you never know what the mask stuff yeah, right you never know. it could have literally could have been anybody yeah but thankfully it was um natsuko Tora, who's of course back which is great to see um and I'm, I'm happy to see uh her back and having a big match right off the rip yeah that's perfect i didn't like the, when she coming back i didn't even, excuse me stuttering here but um you know that her career got put on hold versus utami so having her come back and immediately jump right back into it that's how you're supposed to do it don't make her wait for yeah, it what's good is they gave her so much time to recover like i think she's probably been ready since yeah. around the beginning of the five star but they said all right yeah. well, we're not gonna just toss you into this tournament like and you don't need to be come in back here. really fresh she'll you know she'll be in tag league she will have this big match with utami it's a really good way for her to get back into the fold yeah and it, especially with utami having the down year she's having you know i would you know have tora win you know let her get that win yeah i mean if they have tora win then that's obviously huge for her um yeah. hopefully they do hopefully they do because hopefully. i think that's uh 
cool way to go. Yeah, definitely. Because if she loses, it's like, okay, where'd she go now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, really. To be fair, I do kind of expect her to lose, but yeah. it's because it's Utami. But if they don't have her lose, she can kind of go anywhere, which is also exciting. Yeah. Uh, especially now that uh, the, with the press conference, Utami being in the IWGP tournament. Yep. Um, the IWGP tournament, of course, um, is interesting in the way they'll book it. But yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with how they've gone about it. Yeah, because I was a little because uh, you know after the tournament, I was like, okay, so Izumi and Utami both lost, so Izumi gets a spot because she beat Utami. So okay, I was like, you know, you start thinking, okay, where do we go from here? And then kids in it, but I think though, yeah, like you said, the way they went about it with you know. It's going to be Mayu Momo since, you know, they had the the leaders nominate someone. I think that was the right way to go since Kid had just lost to Mayu. You don't want to double up on that so soon. Yeah. Well, Momo beat Kid, so, like, they could have used that. But on the other side, obviously, Tommy lost to Asami, so, like, you couldn't use that reasoning. Um, they ultimately just picked whoever they wanted. <laughs> so, yeah, they're just like, okay, we want you guys in there. Yeah, um, I think, you know, you got two, on one side, you got two people with so much prestige and... Lots of history uh, in Stardom on that side. Yeah, and then, and then of course, you have Utami and Jamaica, Utami, a former world champ, and Jamaica is someone who's had big matches time and time again this year. So, yeah, I mean, it worked out in the end, but we did just see this match. We said, well, we saw both matches. Yeah. But I think in the bigger spot, they can both be better. I think at the end of that this tournament, I think the uh, the ones that had lost in the tournament, I think they're gonna both get their wins back by the time this is all said and done. Yeah, sure feels that way. Uh, next up, I wrote I literally just wrote a foregone conclusion: Saki versus Tam Nakano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, this is the match I get to. I'm like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like it fantastic. Was, it was it was solid, but it was there. It was, yeah. It's just I I knew what to expect. Yeah, because you it, after you know those two lost because all those are the ones that had one ups on Tam. So if they lost, it she's basically guaranteed no matter what happens in the following match. Right. Exactly. This is basically just a warm up for Tam. Yep. And I think that was, in some ways, Saki's role this whole tournament. Um, she, she was a placeholder for a lot of matches, but again, that's okay. And then uh, following that, we had Himika versus Micah. Ah, uh, yes, the powerhouse bow, first time ever, um, I thought. In terms of expectations, they definitely lived up to them, what people hope to see. Um, the draw as was something I I did predict uh, because I just didn't see how these two... I, I didn't see how you could give a winner to one of these two. I just felt like a natural draw. Um, I'm, I'm happy the way the match went. They hit each other as hard as they possibly could, and it, it uh, worked out. Definitely. And with the three draws they did on the show, they are, they're all different. You know, we had a we had a, a double count out time limit draw, and then a double down, double KO. Right. 
right exactly i mean double count out like eh, but yeah this 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 was uh well executed we got to see the thing that everybody wanted to see they we got to see the lariat battle that was yes we did and it was the best part of the match it was excellent they were laying it into each other next up uh a match i was pretty excited for actually was uh shuri versus visa sarah yeah, a rematch, of course, of the World of Stardom title match. I don't think they reached the level of the World title match, but I do think they had a great match here. Uh, the finish was a little weird because it yeah. kind of just happened, but I did like everything about it. It was very physical, very personal, um, and you know they went on their way. Yeah, I when Sarah came out, like when she looked at the screen, I was like, "Yeah, soak it in, soak that in." Yeah. <laughs> She's the yeah. only one that stopped to take a look. Everybody else has kind of did their thing. Yeah. I I really did enjoy Reese's tournament as a whole. I think I think she uh, she showed that she should be around for the uh the future uh because I think she just adds a different element that Stardom doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And you know, they they let them do like hardcore stuff you know in the showcases or just in general so it's you know they proved her and uh suza proved that they're not just deathmatch wrestlers to a lot of people that didn't know who they were yeah i mean if anyone ever went out of their way to watch their stuff in ice ribbon yeah um you would know that quickly because of how good they were and how important they were but yeah they definitely showed to everyone that they are not just about the deathmatch yeah definitely and for the time they were there in Ice Ribbon, that was a place that's known for putting out big matches all the time. Yeah, I mean, both former Ice Cross Infinity champions, they they meant a lot. And I think it does carry a lot of weight, and they will show their importance really quickly um, once they get to go head-to-head. So I'm looking forward to that, too. Uh, and we had the announcement of the uh, Red, uh, Red Goddesses side of the tag league i wonder if they're gonna be put in the blue side they announced both of them they announced both blocks oh they did i didn't see the blue side were they in it they were not okay very very unfortunate very unfortunate. very sad so on my first watch of this right like i said earlier um i didn't see uh taya versus mirai so i was like oh they're gonna put them on here I thought they were gonna like have them semi main the show. I was like, oh, that's it's pretty huge, right? Yeah, I... but no, it went straight it... to the yeah. The final, uh, the final was the way they built up to it, right? With mm-hmm. the backstage stuff and the entrances. And the introductions, it felt as big of a match as it should have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Stardom did a great, great job all night with production and their ability to make everyone feel special. Um, but once you got to that final, it really did feel like it was the biggest yeah. match of the year. Even yeah. if it wasn't, it did feel like it was. Because once you saw the screen open up, you're like, okay, now it's the big time. Exactly, exactly. Um, it it was as good of a job you could do production wise, mm-hmm. really, and that's what matters. 
Yeah, both got grand entrances. Here, um, I had to, I went to double check just to make sure I wasn't talking out of my ass. But you know, only two years ago, this whole you know this five star final was taking place in Corrigan Hall. What a what a time, what a growth period they've had since then. Yeah, I love this venue. Um, I thought the venue was excellent. Hope they run it more. Um, it was just a good spot for wrestling and if you can do that with the stage and so be uh keep doing that um it was it was really just such a huge moment for them because they continue to bring the biggest tournament together and deliver you know this i i labeled this you know this match is like a press the precipice of fate for both of them this is not only years of them feuding with each other but there's a lot of history you know with the white belt stuff you know Tam wanting to beat Hoshiki for it, but Hoshiki unfortunately having to retire. Julia winning it, and Tam wanting to win it for her friend that can no longer defend it. You know, her, you know, Tam being in a little tie with uh, Hanakamura. Julia's first big rival in stardom being Hanakamura. So there's a lot, of, a lot of history going on here. A lot of things coming together all at once. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for these two is that. You know, their story all led to this. Um, you know, Julia and building herself back up um, through really a, a complete change in her style, not just, you know, different look and different mindset. She is a different wrestler than she was when they last faced off, and you could feel that throughout this match. Yeah. You could feel that Tam Nakano is also a different wrestler in some ways. Um, she, through her Wonder of Stardom title reign, became a storyteller more than anything else. Um, and it proved to work a lot in this match because Tam's such a good... Tam's really, really good at just having the mindset, I need to win, and I need to win now. And it it benefited both of them because it made everything feel good. I thought the match itself was excellent. Um, you know, they had some crazy spots in here that hopefully if you're listening to this, you already watched the show. But they they made the tournament final and their rivalry feel like the most important thing in the world. And I think that is just such a accomplishment because, again, you just watch 12 matches yet you watch this and you say to yourself wow it's like it's like nothing almost happened before this this is what matters yeah we at before the show even started we all know where we're ending up at the end of the night and we're all okay with that yeah yeah and the, again i can't stress this enough predictability isn't a bad thing if it's the right choice yeah. and i thought this was as right of a choice as you'll have i think for julia too this is like a big weight off her shoulders because you know she's had this you know expectation of her winning the five star from since last year you know she was you know poised uh poised and ready to make it to the finals but unfortunately due to an injury she could no longer compete and finish the tournament right right and you know getting to see her and you just gotta think for a second like what she put herself through mm -hmm. in the ability to win 
she she had an even more physical tournament this year mm-hmm. but she made it through and that was that was special it was very much special very well earned she went from being like an invader of stardom and you know basically being booed out of the building most of the time to you know now she is a member she you know she's very much welcomed by the stardom crowds now yeah i mean anyone that doesn't like julia i hate to be that person but they're wrong um she has embodied and created she she really has taken on that startup spirit and it will not be i will not underestimate that like that's very important and i think that is what's driven her to be so great definitely both of these uh wrestlers in fact have a lot of detractors which is crazy to think about considering their high quality of work uh, tam will always have them yeah you know, for tam will reasons always have them because her style is so <laughs> i can understand anyone that doesn't like her storytelling style because it's very very different but I will always enjoy Tam Nakano. I mean, she's just so excellent. She's so special. Um, you know, disliking her for other the, things, her ability to more often times than not raise up her opponents through her way of wrestling. I'll, I'll always think that she's doing just such an excellent job in that. Sometimes she goes overboard. I'll admit that. But more times than not, I feel like the story that she's able to tell is very, very, very well done. Yeah, uh, at the beginning of this match, there was a lot of begrudging respect. Like that handshake was, and I don't like you, you don't like me, but we're both here. Right, right. And I thought that was a great uh, way for them to really just complete the show and turn. Mm-hmm. You know, they did still, you know, they stole each other's signature moves in the match. Tam hitting the tiger driver was actually fantastic. Oh, that tiger driver was nuts. Yeah. Um, the way she, the way she did it, like, cause you know, most of the time it's like a pillar to post, like they're North South, but it was more like a bomb. Like it was like a liar. <laughs> it was like a liger driver. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was. And I thought it looked just fantastic. I mean, so much of what they did in this match, um, really, I think it, it made it special because they were willing to go out of the way to do anything, um, try new things, the finish of, you know, them trading their moves, and then Julie ultimately winning with the Northern Lights bomb. I think that was uh, exactly what I hoped for. Yeah, and uh, that violent shooting she hit on the floor, I know that sucked. Yeah, that no, that never feels good. I mean, landing with any part of your body, yeah. Um, I'm good personally, but she yeah. she is so out of her mind that we yeah. appreciate it. Thank you for putting your body out there for us. Yeah, I mean, I could say that to this entire lineup tonight. They uh, they killed it. Yeah, definitely. A lot of physical matchups here. Yeah, Julia picking up the win with the Northern Lights bomb. You know, they both look like hell after this match. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Julia did what she did in those two matches, um, I applaud her. Uh, like, 
you know, I know Cam had her match with Saki. I didn't think it was bad or anything. I thought it was solid. But Julia went through hell and back. Um, she told she told two major stories within one night, and she completed her road to the top. Um, but yeah, she looked like she uh, she was feeling it after this. She deserves a nice uh, couple days off. Uh, yeah, like you're saying, Julia has definitely earned some days off. She went through hell and back emotionally and physically. During her entrance, you could like she was holding her head like you could see that knot forming from those headbutts. Like she, her head was bumping like <laughs> she was hurting before yeah. she even got in here. Yeah, I'm happy she didn't do too many in the final, which was my fear that she just tried to hit like four, but uh, she just hit the one backwards, which I don't think was too too bad. But yeah, she she put herself through hell. She put herself through it, and I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that she really just takes the time and rests. Yeah. And then, you know, after, during the uh, award ceremonies, when Suzu and Saya won best Blue Stars match, uh, the way uh, Julia was looking at Suzu, how happy she was holding the trophy. Yeah, that was special. That was special. Uh, I don't know who screenshotted that and tweeted it out, but that was... Uh, really cool to just take a look at and kind of see that how much those two mean to each other mm-hmm. and again it's why that story is far from being over yeah because you can tell you can tell julia definitely does love suzu outside of the in and outside of the ring like it doesn't matter oh yeah they couldn't be happier to get to work again together um you know julia julia left because she took a chance on herself she saw a brighter opportunity it's proven to be that um it's not like she left because she didn't like suzu and now the hope is that they continue to get to work together be friends together because they are they're you know a magic pairing yeah and you know i you can feel for suzu in a way like at the time she was still only what 17 18 so you know someone leaving you like that at that age like it, it does whether it's you know how much of it is real how much of it is a story it can take a lot on somebody yeah yeah so let's move over to okay yeah we, we touched on the women's championship one thing i wanted to talk about for the iwgp women's championship is uh the potential for i know it's been done for men uh, men's uh, side but you know, not in New Japan, but like a, they could do like a women's World Cup. I think that'd be a very fantastic way to get a lot of talent to show up. Yeah, except I might have to see a lot of bad wrestlers, so it's a dangerous, it's a slippery <laughs> slope. It is a very um, dangerous game. Because like, if you're doing a World Cup, that means a lot of, you're going to have only so few of the actual talent in stardom in it if you're going to try to get the whole world to compete now you got to get the best of the best if you ever do that and it's a difficult thing to do i mean truthfully the 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 closest i think you'll ever come to a good world cup type tournament is what wwe did with the may young classic like that was probably as close as you can get mm-hmm. because you had you know you had talent that represented a number of different countries um even though like that wasn't i don't really understand 
that if that was their goal or not but that's the kind of way you gotta look at it because it's like well only only so many of the stardom roster will be involved so you're not gonna do a whole thing being yeah japan but um i i'm always welcoming of tournaments so if they could put together something great then i'm not gonna say no i mean you can sneak a couple people in there and you can be like you know sherry's from the philippines and you know julia's italian you can oh she is from london so you know you can play you need to play those up you know you have an alien in there somewhere always have to have the alien oh yeah the neo stardom army uh it could have been you know sendai girls it could have been hash and a dash of red energy it could have been those three yeah that would be nice i mean the neo stardom army is an interesting thing because obviously the main goal is for old older stardom wrestlers to try and show or prove who has passion or whatever they want to do yeah um i it think it's really click no to me but it's it's an attempt that if you don't overutilize them if you leave it to write this tournament tag league and maybe one blow-off match then it's fine it's just like i don't care enough either if that makes sense like i yeah. don't this isn't a big deal to me so it's the way i looked at it was yeah it's on it like you're saying it's unnecessary like and stardom doesn't need this anymore like long gone are the days where they need to bring people in to help the roster you know yeah i mean the the thing that they do well is that they're bringing in different talent to mix in you know from other companies the problem is that they're making older talent i think that's and i'm not saying bringing in older talent is a bad thing but bringing in talent that you know how do i say this doesn't need Correctly. to be there <laughs> right like doesn't need to be there i think i don't think nai is a bad person to have come around once in a while yeah but she is a bad person to have leading a storyline because oh alpha female actually is but that that's for other reasons but it's like long has stardom gone past the time where they need the nai to be a major part of anything they don't they've shown that um like for historical purposes, I understand why they do it, but there's no need. Because yeah. even what a couple of years ago when she faced Momo, people were mad that she beat Momo. Yeah, I mean, people should have been ready for that one, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, just the way it goes. that's just what she do. But yeah, yeah, I mean, anytime she doesn't win, it's a little shocking. So to me, it's like, eh, yeah. We we win and we lose along the way. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on was uh Kyrie's woes, like it whether it be injury, COVID, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, the things that she wanted to do have been hampered, setback a lot of setbacks for her since her return. And it doesn't necessarily hurt her legacy, but I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people that have are seeing her for the first time and starting like new fans. People that just come over, maybe they didn't watch WWE and they don't know who she is, but like just that little sample size of her, like, yeah, she comes in, she's good, but then like she disappears forever and then she comes back. Yeah, she just started with Brock Lesnar. It's fine. I've accepted this. Yeah. It's just the weird, it's the weird life we live with Kyrie. I mean, 
I'd like her to be around far more than she is, but I understand why she's not. Yeah. Um, it's just been a long time now, and I think if she can get any sort of consistency, then that's great because I think that's what she needs. Yeah. I think, you know, when she came back, obviously she was like in incredible shape, but I think maybe like, her body wasn't used to the wrestling because, you know, it's different. You know, they, you, yeah. they say you can be in as good a shape as you want, but you'll never be like in ring shape until you get in the ring. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to like the bumps and stuff, right? It's like, you never really, your body can easily get comfortable not taking bumps anymore. Because mm-hmm. um, wrestling is very counterintuitive to what your yeah. body's natural. Yeah. I mean, she's gotten hurt. She got hurt once. She got COVID once. So, like, her, her run definitely hasn't went as smoothly as she wants. But I think, I do think that after this, you know, her next, her tournament match, it's going to start getting back into the flow of things. Yeah, maybe we start to think, too, like, do you think Saya would have beaten her, or you think Kyrie would have been the Wonder Champion right now? I thought Kyrie was going to win, so I really don't know anymore. I think they're just going to save that match now for uh, Stardom Dream Queendom. That's what yeah. I would do. I, I don't think there's any reason not to. Um, it makes the most sense at this point in time just to you know, run that match instead of any other for Saya. That's the biggest one you have. Mm-hmm. So I would just, I would just wait it out and then roll with that. I think um, Saya holding on to the belt was actually a blessing in disguise because the losses she did take in the tournament meant a way more than they would have. If she was the former champion. Yeah. Right. So we're now getting two, seemingly two big. Mm-hmm. title matches now which is great yeah um assuming suzu gets hers but of course mina is getting one as well so it's like it did work out in some ways it's just we're in the holding pattern again we were already in the holding pattern for um we we're already in the holding pattern for waiting for size matches to or title matches to have more meaning but it's okay we will wait and hopefully, hopefully, um, it pays off because I think I think we need that title match sooner rather than later, just so these, just so Saya can kind of move on, mm-hmm. um, not whether it be with or without the title. My, I think my connection just keeps dropping because oh, okay. it dropped again. I'm sorry. But yeah, you were saying about uh, Saya's reign, like her moving on from the white belt. Uh, I think. No, for her, it's a matter of moving on from this hovering Kyrie match one way or the other. Um, because I do think it starts to hinder the rain, just you know, because every match feels predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, so once that happens, I think it's a benefit to all, no matter no matter if she wins or loses against Kyrie. Yeah, and you know, with how she's looked in her title defenses, uh, I think the only direction she's going to go is up. I think she's very much not next up but she's pretty close in line for that next shot at the red belt getting her chance to hold it yeah yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see her and and the steps she makes because there is 
she has the same potential as others to hold both belts it's a matter of will she and mm-hmm. you never really know you never really know it's not like a lot of people have held both titles i mean so. it's looking like julia's gonna be the first one in a long time that has held both yeah yeah she will uh her she felt like that from the moment she held that wonder i think everyone was like yeah okay so we're ready we're ready for the next one but i look forward to seeing where saya goes because as we've seen with the tommy it was kind of just like a long long down period but i always do think when you lose the wonder belt it's more a little more interesting in where you can go um as we saw with tam she, she got a title match quickly again right after she hasn't really slowed down she just went different ways so yeah i'm looking it, forward to seeing what she can do with out the title after this big run definitely i you know either way like if she had the belt or not going in here i expected her to have a really strong run yep uh even uh mayu after she lost the the red belt she kind of did didn't really do much she was just you know kind of hanging out yeah she she did uh pretty much take a lot of time um and i think that's kind of telling of the world title more than anything once you lose that world title, it's kind of like, all right, it, 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 it slows down a lot. And I think hopefully, you know, after Saya loses it, I hope we get some shorter reigns. I hope they make, you know, the work rate belt should be the white belt. Like they think, you know, it can main event some shows, maybe the wonder uh, where the red belt's not being defended. Like shorter reigns, you know, they pack them with like six, seven defenses. I think we need like six, four to six months reigns after this because. You know, year-long reigns every time. That's, you know, a lot of people are waiting for this, their opportunity to get the shot. Yeah, I think we have a few shorter reigns on the way. Um, yeah. Well, we should. It's not, I don't know if we do for sure, but we yeah, should. You can never tell. But Julia, though, I think, you know, she should get that long dominant reign. She's earned it. Yeah, I'd give, I think her timing will be interesting of how long they give it to her, because, like, Again, you don't you don't want it to be super duper long. Like you don't want it to be another year, but she's also earned something of that sort. I'm yeah. thinking it'll probably go it'll go at least six. Six. I say like a max of maybe nine. Nine months would be good. It's not it's yeah, long, but it's not oh. too too long. Yeah, I think that's a good call. That's what I have on here. But yeah, um, Mirai's momentum being cooled off during the tournament. Like, she, you know, when she came in, she had all the momentum in the world, and then now she's, you know, they cooled her down a lot. I think they did it the right way, though. They didn't just have her plummet down to doing nothing. That was Mirai, you said? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think that her tournament was, uh, perfectly executed because while it does feel like she cooled down she still finished second into the block mm-hmm. with 15 points uh she still got some big wins she had some of the best singles matches of her career in this tournament she showcased a lot of what they see in her which i thought was very important and i think 
she will be ready for whatever title they want her to win when the time comes. I, I really do believe that. I've noticed that the most. Um, I think she grew a lot through the tournament um, just by not having to be the center of attention. I think that's really where she benefited from. Exactly. Um, one more thing I want to touch on is the high-speed division. I think, you know, there's still the stalwarts there. You know, you have Fukigen, Azumi, Starlight Kid, Koguma, even Hazuki to an extent. But I think largely the stardom roster has kind of moved away from that. I think the title can either... You know, it can stay the high speed, but like be more of like an X division type thing where it's like, it's not about, you know, it's not about weight limits, it's about no limits, that kind of thing. Where it's like whoever has it, like, like Hazuki did, where she, you know, she had her own little rules to who could challenge her for it. Yeah, I think we're starting to slowly see that when they introduced, you know, Marina and Momo Kogo into it. The, the high speed title has the history that yeah you don't you don't want to mess with it too much but at the same time like it would benefit greatly from expanding the rules and i guess the rules which is funny about the high speed titles like there there's nothing super strict about it it just kind of comes down to like you know who's high speed and you know who's not yeah which i think is always funny because it's like all right well who whoever said reno was a high speed wrestler she's not but she got a title match. So, like, it, it comes down to who do they want to be in that division? Who do they want to include? Um, and I do think that they should include some new people, even if, like you said, it's more of an X-Division type thing where it's like, it's not a matter of the size or the way you wrestle. It's a matter of, one, <laughs> if Asmi wants to defend it against you, but two like a hazuki who i think you know she's such an interesting wrestler because she's not necessarily a high speed wrestler but she can be whenever she wants to be right it's yeah there's so many people on the roster that you can just plug in and they can they can do high speed type wrestling but at the same time you could slow it down because that's kind of what we saw with the starlight kid run right mm-hmm. her and natsupoi didn't have high speed matches they had main event style matches right uh and i think that is kind of why i like the title because you can make it your own and i think that's what i hope they keep doing i think asmi's done a good job at that of making her her own she's just a high speed wrestler right like yeah. that is her style but when you look at the kid and poi matches when you look at who they've been adding in i i do think that you're on to something in that they're trying to get there now. They're trying to move away from just strictly high speed because otherwise the title will flounder and you don't want that. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, with, you know, Starlight Kid having it and Zumi having it now, whoever takes it eventually takes it off of Zumi, you know, Zumi's going to move on. Starlight Kid's already moved on. So they need to figure what, what they're going to do with it afterwards. Yeah. Um, it's weird, weird, yeah. right? But they, they, they were like the last of the they're like that last of a dying breed, kind of in a way. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. Another interesting title is the futures title, because a lot of the starting roster either 
doesn't meet the age doesn't um isn't at the age limit or they've been wrestling longer you know they're past that three-year time limit or they're not 20 years old so you know everybody there's not a lot of people in there besides like the twins that are you know that that age anymore right um sorry i it seems like um nagi posted a video about why she's not in the tournament so i'm just trying to I was trying to figure that out for you so we could talk about it real quick. No worries. Um, it's, yeah, she posted a video. Give me one second. No problem. All right, yeah, sorry. I couldn't I couldn't fully figure it out. Um, no it worries. does seem like she could be going freelance or something. She talked about why she wasn't at the press conference today. So that's well, interesting. Doesn't, I mean, it wouldn't be too surprising. She has been the one that's been, you know, done the most outside of stardom. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just hmm. yeah, it's interesting. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, sorry, we could finish up. <laughs> no, you could. Um, yeah, the future belt. Um, I obviously it went. I don't. Eh, sorry, <laughs> we don't know what to, what exactly is going on with uh, Miyu Amasaki. But if there was going to be someone that's going to win that belt, it will be her after Ami. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the obvious way to go as well. I think. Uh, Hopefully, throughout the throughout her tag league with Azmi, she can grow because I think that's been the biggest thing is looking for her to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think there's few better ways than using tag team wrestling and working with someone like Azmi. It should work out because like yeah the the sample size we do have of Miyu and it's not like she's bad but you can tell she's still very much green. She's still very new to all of this. Oh, very much so. Uh yeah, the I think they can do a lot of interesting things with the future belt in regards to like how they've been doing the new blood stuff cuz they can bring in a lot of stuff cuz you know Ami was in AWG, she did you know, do a lot of freelance stuff so they can bring in a lot of people that maybe she's wrestled with. Cause she's still pretty new in her career too. You know, maybe a lot of people that she has connections with, they can bring them in to have a special match for her, with her for the belt, during her reign. Yep. Yeah. I. I. I hope so. I hope so. Um, they. They have. They've worked themselves into such a good position that I feel like everything, even the situations that aren't healthiest in terms of like. You don't really know like the swa or whatever yeah they have so many different ways to go right so it's like i don't i don't question anything they do it's just a matter of we us waiting to see what they do definitely a uh, couple more things before we wrap this up uh one is the the iwgp tournament itself you know mayu utami probably gonna wrestle each other in the semis you can go one of either way like i you know, it's leaning more towards Mayu because that would make the most sense. Like, Mayu Kairi is the most stardom match you could ever get outside of EO coming back and making it into a three way. Yeah. Um, Mayu Kairi is the only way to go. Yeah. I think anything else would be wrong. I think with the, this being the singles match with the most eyes on it, possibly in stardom history, in terms of watching it live or watching it you know day of because it's on the new japan show um you want the biggest you want the best known match that is the one you do it's 
like you said, the only the only way you could change that is if you add EO to the equation, and that's not happening. So yeah, no way. This is the one to go with. I've thought from the beginning, Momo, uh, not Momo, Mayu should be the first champion. If they go with Kyrie, so be it. But I think it should be Mayu. She's she's earned that spot. Yeah, because the way I looked at it is like uh, right now regardless of how her record is this year right now utami is the face of stardom mayu may be the icon but as for right now in this current period utami is the face of the company yeah the thing with utami is it's weird because like she's almost felt so out of it this year that you've seen a lot of people even not maybe not get to that spot but challenge her for it like for me it's between her and julia as like that new face of stardom in a lot of ways but it's i don't know i think it's it's to me it's mayu until she says otherwise until she leaves because well she is stardom like literally everybody she is stardom when everybody else left she was still there until she's gone it's just hard for me to say like she will always be the ace and i think this is kind of like the tanahashi thing right it's Mm -hmm. like she will always be the ace she'll always be the one you go to but there will be the okada which is the utami or the naito which you know can be julia or whatever there's gonna always be them yeah but at the end of the day when when the when you need someone the most it's always going to be mine yeah i think you know, it would make the most sense for Mayu to win it with the roles of the SWA about and what they're going to be doing with it. But I think it the title right now fits Kyrie the most with how she's going to, her schedule looks like it's going to be working. And then eventually they can do like a unification because they don't need the SWA title anymore after this. It depends how they want to do it. I mean, Kyrie winning it's great and all. Um, and but people have to remember you know she she came back to japan because she didn't want to be she wanted to be she wanted to come home Mm -hmm. and that's like half the equation here right like this title is going to be not only a title that's defended in japan on big new japan shows but it's going to be a title that is supposed to be defended in the u.s on big new japan strong shows and stuff like that so it's like Will Kyrie want to go back? I could see she she definitely would because she has friends there mm. and so on and so forth. But there are other wrestlers in stardom that want to do the same. And I don't think this title will be to the point that it's taking someone away. But if Kyrie wins, it, it makes so much sense. Because again, Mayu, as much as she's known, it Kyrie is the most known out of everyone yeah. in stardom. So it's a win win. Like Kyrie, like with with her legacy, she doesn't necessarily need this, but it does make it would make a lot of sense for her to do it. Uh, yeah, none of them need it. Yeah, neither of these two need it. Um, I just think the work that Mayu's put in and her staying, she deserves such an accolade. Mm-hmm. I think she's missed out on certain accolades um, for both Kyrie and Io. So if she could be a first time iwgp women's champion then that would just be really cool i can just like it when they announced like when the idea came about like backstage when they 
brought it up to stardom. I'm pretty sure like it was like a no brainer for Rossi to pencil in Mayu right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh thank you guys thank you uh damn it. <laughs> I'm choking up today. Thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>